Hey, hey, hey. I am in Little Italy, they call it, in San Diego, California. And it's uh, September 25th. It's a Tuesday night at 7.50 p.m. And I just finished having <coughs> um, dinner at Sorrento's Italian restaurant. And... Uh, yeah, this is Little Italy, so there's a lot of Italian restaurants down the street. And San Diego is a wonderful place. And uh, so I'm here. I haven't done a podcast in a long time, and I thought this might be a good this might be a good one. And it's um, 100 degrees in Phoenix, or 97, I should say. I just checked 97, 67 degrees here. I have to put a jacket on. And uh, I'm gonna head back to my. Um, hotel it's about a 20 minute walk 20 minute walk so you'll get the experience of uh, walking down the street at night and people will who knows there's there's, there's, a, there's a number of people out here so I'll, uh, people may assume that I'm talking on the phone which is not a bad assumption and uh, it's pretty active out here, and it feels good, nice and cool. <clears throat> and uh, this is a last-minute trip for work and uh, meeting up with an English gentleman and a French gentleman tomorrow morning. It'll be fun, and we're going to go to TJ, as they call it, Tijuana, Tijuana, Mexico. Going to check out some uh, manufacturing sites so that's what we're doing so there's um, I noticed on the walk over here there's quite a few like homeless people out here so let's see I hope I don't get assaulted on the way home and it's sad right the homeless people and there are programs that I hope they all would avail themselves to and that's that's life. Is it life? I don't know. That's a bad statement. That's a kind of a cop out. Life's a distribution curve, right? You got to some folks at the tough end of that tough end of the curve. And uh, yeah, walking down to this place was downhill. I'm a little further east from the harbor, so that makes sense. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to walk uphill, work off my ravioli. It's quite tasty in the uh, tre colore salad was delicious with walnuts, little gargonzola cheese. So, yeah, I'm pretty full. And went light on the drinking. I just had a uh, Sculpin IPA. That's the uh, Ballast Point local San Diego brewery. Very tasty beer. And uh, so, yeah, walking home. And I don't normally have Bud with me, right? So Bud's home in the 97-degree weather. And I'm walking in the 67 
pretty comfortable. So we'll we'll get there in about three months, maybe in December. <laughs> it'll be it'll be this cool walking bud, and uh, it'll get cooler than that. But uh, regular walking walking time. So. So, so the different, you know, I'm used to walking in the desert. This is sidewalk and buildings. I mean, San Diego doesn't have skyscrapers like New York or Chicago, but I mean, this is city. Sidewalks, buildings, and uh, I'm going to go across. I don't know what the rules are here. They got one-way streets and walking down the road. One thing I did notice here, which I have a friend who lives in San Diego, I'll have to mention it. When I'm walking down to the harbor, all the uh, north-south streets, they don't have they don't have the name of the street when you're uh, heading west. So you have to like walk underneath a sign and look back east to see what street you just crossed. So that's, I thought that was kind of nutty. But uh, I didn't have that. So, yeah, I'm pretty full from, uh, from eating that Italian. So I'm not going uphill at the moment. I'm for some reason I'm, I'm heading south, so I'm going downhill for a little bit. But I have a feeling I'll be going back up. And they have these scooters. It looks like you can rent them. Scoots. It's, it's already done. And uh, that's kind of handy, I guess. I don't know what you do if you just rent them for time or what, what not, what not. Here again, I'm no. I don't know what street I'm on. I'm going to cross the street. So where's the stinking street sign? Nowhere. No street sign. So I'll just keep going. And uh, I'm on a one-way street. Oh, it says State Street over there. So one sign on, on the four corners. There's four corners and only one of them has a street sign on it. So... But, I mean, I suppose if you're local, you just kind of know where you're at. And you don't have to worry about it. But, uh, so you, so it goes. And, and I didn't get a good look and see what the other street was. So it might be time for me to turn left and head uphill. But, uh, yeah, what's going on? I don't know. Twitter's kind of fun when you're eating by yourself. So I have a few people I follow. Usually my nature is to pick apart arguments and just kind of be snarky. <laughs> so, so, so I had plenty of opportunity to do that. But my, my one guy that I just, he doesn't engage. I don't know if he's got me on mute or what. But uh, I... Uh, he, he's, he's an Asian guy, 
and uh, his name's Ray um, Chang. And it just just so happens my fictitious my fictitious Twitter account is Wu Chang Wu. So and I got a picture of what I call the um, Asian hipster, good-looking young guy, Asian guy, is my Twitter account. So I call the guy Cuz because I mean we both have the last name Chang, and. Uh, this guy is uh, like, a, I guess he's a chaplain at Wheaton College, a Christian college in the uh, Chicago area. And it, the guy is constantly whining about um, social justice, racial equality. And I mean, he has a bent towards the church. Like he probably feels like American evangelicalism, whatever the crap that is, is white dominated. White, white dominated and it's like what's the point of this stuff you know what is the point of white dominated evangelical stuff you know so it's uh, just an odd time I may take a pass here it looks like there's guys camped out here but I'm going to go through see if I can weasel through this parking lot and avoid some of the uh, sleepers. And uh, so, so he's, he, he has this construct, I call it, or it's really what I call a framework. So there's like these dominant groups. He calls them the dominant groups and sub-dominant groups. So, it doesn't really explain it, and it's like a Twitter, right? So you don't, you don't have a lot of room to write, but he just constantly talks about dominant groups and subdominant groups. So from his other writings, I would infer that what he thinks are the dominant groups are like white evangelicals, and uh, they dominate and and poor old Asians don't get to come to the table or something whatever he's talking about which is just baloney if you got good ideas just go out and spread your ideas and not whine that you're being subdominated by uh, by these other things so once again I'm trying to figure out is this the street? I guess I'm on C Street, though. This is A. So I got to go over to B and C. So I'll be heading that way. So with the dominant groups and subdominant groups, he just leaves it there hanging. It's like, okay, you made this construct, your framework, but what are you talking about? So I had fun on my tweet, which was basically there's all kinds of groups I could think of, right? So like you've got your Harley Davidson motorcycle group, and they probably feel like they're dominant over the Japanese motorcycle club or the German. Let's let's you know let's be let's bring in the Germans, right? The German motorcycle group. But the Harley, oh man. 
the Harley motorcycle group, they're dominant. And they push those, you know, uh, Honda and Kawasaki owners around, man. They push those guys around because they're the dominant motorcycle group. And then I said, well, what about, how about the Thursday um, Old Ladies Bridge Club group? So they, they dominate over the 70-year-old men's checkers group, and they get the best tables in the cafeteria. So, you know, there's a dominant, subdominant group. And it's just a tragedy. Let's tweet about it, man. Let's tweet. <laughs> We're going to tweet about this subdominant group, the, the poor old men and their checkers that can't get a table in the uh, cafeteria. Oh, my gosh. And uh, what other whack job dominant group that I come up with? I just made them up. I'm trying to think what. Was, I like the Harley and the old ladies. And uh, How about the P, what do they call it, parent conference or whatever. The, the, the guys that dominate the uh, parent politics of the schools, right? So they're doing their thing. And uh, they're, uh, they're dominant, subdominant. So essentially, I, I listed out four or five of these just whack job dominant groups that no one really cares about, but they're real. I mean, you can't get around d- dominant and subdominant groups. It's like at a college campus. They're dominated by liberal, you know, liberal-leaning people. Or how about the media? They're dominant. They're they're dominant over the conservative voice in the media. So it's like Ray Chang is tweeting about this stuff, and it's just not even that important. And more importantly, if you have a beef on something, get specific. I mean, I know he's kind of leaning towards. Oh, poor Asians and black people don't get a seat at the table at the white evangelical crap. I'm like, well, just it's just stupid. And I, my basically my bottom line is, the Earth has a billion different dominant and subdominant groups. Okay, so just get over it. That's just how the world is. <laughs> but. But he has all these people that love. Oh, I like you, Ray Chang. You speak for us, all us Asian people. We're in the United States, and we and we just we're just we just love you, Ray, because you speak for us, don't you, Ray? And I'm at a corner of a street. What is is this? I don't even know again. What the heck is this? The street I'm supposed to be on. Fourth, fourth. I got four corners. This is this is like a response to the city of San Diego. Your street. You need to put up some more street lights. Go hire some people. Put up some street signs. You knuckleheads. It's like it's like the there's somebody in the city of San Diego 
who decides where they're going to put up street signs. And they're in the dominant group. They're the dominant group, and they've decided as members of the dominant San Diego street sign group that they will not. They will not put up enough signs so people can see where they are at as they walk down the street. They're just not going to do it. And they don't care about the subdominant group. They don't care about the subdominant group in San Diego that cares about visitors who just show up six hours earlier, or not even six hours, like three hours earlier, and decide to go for a stroll and spend money in your fair city. And they can't find their way back to their hotel, not because they had five beers. No, they had one beer. One beer. And now we try to find out how to get home. And I, I don't know, I guess I might have to go to sea. I don't know, I'm going to take a chance and go to sea. I don't, this is bizarre. I recognize that, that place. And I recognize that, but I can't remember. Did I go? I'm lost. So here we go. I'm going. Let's go up here. This might be the wrong spot. I don't know. But I recognize that. So anyways, there you go. Dominant, subdominant groups walking down the street. And uh, this is uh, this is good smoking weather. I will admit that. 67 degrees, humid. That I can smell like cigar smoke. And there's a guy smoking cigarettes. So this is good smoking weather. So San Diego dominates Phoenix on smoking because it's a better temperature for smoking. So it's just not fair. Ray, let's tweet. We're going to tweet about it. And we're going to say San Diego is the dominant smoking group over <laughs> over Phoenix. It's just not fair, Ray. What are we going to do about it? Huh? So, going uphill. I think I'm in the right spot. Of course, I could use my phone and uh, use Google Maps and have it direct me to my hotel, but I'm having too much fun doing a podcast, so there we go. What's the tempo? What's the voice tempo, the dulcet tones, the who knows what? Maybe because I haven't podcasted in a while, I'll get some more people interested, like, hey, Mike hasn't podcasted in a while. What's this one about? The title's going to be San Diego because what else should I do? It is San Diego. And I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I'm glad I didn't take that other turn. I went with my instinct that I'm on A, even though I thought it said C one, C seven hundred one. This is really A A Street. So, I don't know where I got the C from. 
but uh, I'm on A. And I made it back to the hotel. And uh, so I think I'll end the podcast here because I'll, I'll go inside and that's no fun to do a podcast in there. But I hope you enjoyed that. Um, so when, when people are, I, I guess I'm just sensitive, damn it. I mean, I hear some people whining and complaining and arguing over shit and I have to jump into the fray. So I really should take a course on debate and arguing, but I just have the natural, natural tendency to get into it. And that's probably not a good thing because it's, uh, there's professionals that do this. <laughs> there's professional people that argue and debate and I'm not one of them. I just have opinions. And, uh, you know, there's some techniques to that arguing. And uh, I, I don't know where I picked it up from, but I, uh, I respond negatively, negatively to frameworks. And essentially, what it, I, I, I think I've read some things on it, but it has something to do with cognitive biases too. But, um, and maybe it has something to do with straw man argument I think I read something about that, but a straw man argument is, I don't know, you set up something and prove that it's wrong, and then you try to imply that because that is wrong, then your other argument is is correct or something like that. But to me, it's, it's just frameworking. I mean, and frameworks are like so much around and, uh, you know, defining people in groups but it, it, people, we're seven billion of us, so we're on a distribution. And that's the beauty of God and spirituality is that uh, we are not groups. God doesn't deal with us in groups. <laughs> Although, having said that, he did deal with the, the nation of Israel. And then the rest of us are all Gentiles. So there's two big groups. So, I mean, I can go with that. But it's these other groups like, uh, uh, I can't stand this Russell Moore guy from Southern Baptist. He's so, he's so charming, talks so folksy. But he, um, when he talks about the religious right, I mean, I, I just, you know, these people talk about Trump and 81% of evangelicals voted for Trump. Well. People voted for Trump because they wanted to vote for Trump. If they happen to be evangelical, so that's it. It's not like people don't go to the voting booth and go, hmm, what group am I in? Uh, I think I'm in the religious right group, so uh, I'm going to vote for Trump because I'm in the religious right group. So I think there's, there's something, what do they call that uh, in mathematics? The commutative property of voting doesn't apply. It's like commutative property of Addition is 2 plus 3 equals 5, but also 3 plus 2 equals 5. So you, you can mix it around. You can switch it around. But you can't say, like, well, 81% of the religious right vote for Trump. So they go into the booth and they say to themselves, oh, well, what group am I uh, uh, in? Well, I'm in the group of religious rights. So 8 out of 10 of us are voting for Trump. So I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's like absurd. 
you know it's like a post all it is is a post analysis of all the people that voted for Trump that um, 80% of the quote unquote religious right which again is a framework which someone has to define what that frickin' framework is and then they put people in it and it's stupid so love everyone always is everyone always regardless of group don't put people in a stupid group I don't know I guess it's effective way of living to put people in groups but I don't like it so right because we're all individuals and if you listen to this podcast you are not a member of a group of buddy walks group which is a very small group but that's it. You're a person. And you, you're, uh, I pray that God blesses you in whatever you're doing because you're doing something. And it's your individuality, your spirit, your soul. You're a person. You have uniqueness. You have outlier gifts, meaning they're unique to you and they're great. So go use your gifts. I need to figure out how to define my gift. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess that's a framework for me to define whatever the hell my gift is. But what I'm saying is everyone can have their gift and rejoice in it. But there's so much pressure to be in a group, like be in some freaking group. And it's like, no, we're individuals. And I just saw my breath. I mean, it hasn't. It's, it's September and it's 100 degrees. You're not going to see your breath in Arizona. So, all right. Let's shut this baby down, and uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. So uh, may you be blessed in your individuality. And uh, that was a 26-minute podcast. So I don't know when I'll do another one. I don't know when I'm going to do another one. But uh, I'm on the road, and I don't have Bud with me, so I'm walking. All right. Cheers.